Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. and Patrick Coyote. Chris, happy Tuesday. We're back. College football is in full swing. NFL Week 1 is coming up this weekend. I'm so excited. But, man, good to see you. How you doing? Yeah. Doing good, man. It was a great three-day weekend, and I'm excited to be back, man. It was a lot of football, a lot of sports going on. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of football getting underway. Week one, of course, of college football in the books. Not that many big upsets this week, as this is the you know this is the week when they schedule the FCS schools. Uh, my Oregon Ducks easily handled the Portland State Vikings. Chris, your your Kansas Jayhawks, they came away with a win, much needed to start off the season right. How are you feeling about the Jayhawks this year? Yeah. Man, I, I was kind of concerned because our starting quarterback didn't play the first week. So hopefully he's able to come back this week versus Illinois. We definitely going to need him. So yeah, uh, I, I feel good about our team. Definitely going to a back-to-back bowl. So um, I was always wanted to go to a bowl game since, I have, since uh, I've been in the league. I haven't had a chance yeah. to. So finally – we finally, hopefully we can make it to a bowl, man. I can go to one. Yeah, you, you need to get out there. You need yeah. to get into that bowl game, man. You need to experience Kansas football because Kansas football needs you just as much as you need them. The Jayhawks have a big matchup this week against Illinois. Really tough defense. Second-ranked defense in uh, NCAA last year. Uh, Going to be a, a really good test for the Jayhawks early. But, man, how about, uh, how about those Colorado Buffaloes coming out 20-and-a-half-point underdog? Dion leading them boys out and Shador Sanders throwing over 500 yards in his first game in Colorado, not just at Colorado, but his first game in the power five. That's a big statement by, uh, by Dion and, and, and Shador and that whole Colorado team really, obviously they're not perfect, but you're playing against the team that was a runner up in the national championship last year. Still a good team, right. still a good offensive team. They got some good weapons on that TCU team, but, Man, how, how do you feel about Dion's buffs going into a rivalry yeah. week against Nebraska? Yeah. Oh man, I know, I know it's they're excited in Colorado. Yeah. You know, so I know I'm like, man, Broncos, man, y'all gotta y'all <laughs> gotta come out and ball, man, because you gotta compete with the Nuggets now. You know, yeah. uh, the Buffaloes up there. So uh, I think everybody's probably excited for Dion and seeing them. Uh, those guys come out there and play great, you know. Yeah. Uh, Travis Hunter playing both ways. Oh. I think they had four receivers with 100 yards. Yeah. You know, and the quarterback, I thought he was excellent. So, yeah. it was uh, – he definitely came out there and proved that he belongs out there. And uh, not only belongs, he's one of the best out there. That's what he's coming out to prove. So, uh, it's going to be a long list of quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, I would be iffy if I'm an NFL yeah. GM or owner right now and paying a quarterback because mm-hmm. you got a long list of QBs that's coming over the next couple of years yeah. that, that, that look to have long careers in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was looking over some of the, uh, some of the other games and, you know, Jordan Travis down there at, at Florida state, he had a heck of a game. Uh, JJ McCarthy in Michigan. He, boy, he made some throws that, that made me do some double takes and, you know, Shadur Sanders had some great throws in that game as well. But you mentioned Travis Hunter, and I want to get your thoughts on this because yeah. 
I saw in the first half he had played like 64, 63 snaps, which is pretty much a whole game if you're only playing one position. Mm -hmm. But this guy ended up playing over 100 snaps, had over 100 receiving yards, came away with a crazy interception uh, in, in the red zone against TCU. Do you think that this is something that is sustainable for for a, a, a college athlete to play both ways that much? Or do you think that maybe this is going to cool down as the season goes on. Yeah. I think it definitely will cool down. I think as the season goes, um, he'll be able to get a little bit more rest, you know, find, they'll find ways to manage them a little bit better. Yeah. Rundowns, you know, try to get them a little, little bit more breather. Uh, depending on what the game is, if it's a tight game like that is, you know, yeah. uh, he might want to be in the game every snap, yeah. you know, um, you know, he's still a young, young kid, you know, um, uh, so he has the legs to do it. So yeah. uh, I think um, him doing it in the NFL, playing both ways like that every down, I don't see that happening. Yeah. But I do see him having athleticism to be able to still play both ways, you know. still They'll still find packages and stuff for him. Yeah. But uh, to play full 100 snaps a game Ugh. for a full season, that's going to be very hard on his legs. Yeah, that's a lot of tread on the tires. And, and a lot of people are already calling him, you know, the college football Otani, which I feel like that's that's fine that, you know, call him that now. But I I, I don't see that being a thing, you know, going into November and, and December. Those later the later season games, when those games matter the most, you got to have your guys fully fresh. And it's fun for those first couple weeks, man. But I don't see a hundred snaps a game, hundred snaps a game on both yeah. sides. That's a, maybe he can do it, man. Hey, Maybe he's a, you know, just a freak athlete <laughs> can do it, man. I, I feel like he is. Yeah. I feel like he is one of those freak athletes, but like, man, football's such a physically demanding sport. And, and he was doing that in a hundred degree heat. That's that, that's what the crazy part was to me is he's doing that in a hundred degree heat. He's <laughs> clearly sweating. He was, he was gassed. You could tell he was kind of gassed right yeah. before halftime, but man, Dion. You got to remember they're working out in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. So they got the altitude. That, so they come down here to Texas. It's a lot of those guys are from the South. Yeah, you know, and you know it's nothing. You know, you got a little heat, but you can still breathe all day because you've been training in that altitude. Yeah. So. Uh, we can't – I think that just glossed over everybody's head. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're like, how are these guys such in shape? You know, <laughs> they're, 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 they're training at working a mile out high. mile high, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> the biggest thing, and I'll say this before we get on to our, our next topic, but the, the biggest thing for me is I, I'm watching how Dion is running this team and mm. just the attitude, the the selflessness – the the motivation that he gives his players it's no shock to me that they played the way that they played and they're going to be a fun team to watch this year but right at halftime when he's getting interviewed they asked about uh um they had asked about hunter and he said if he catches that 50 yard touchdown the heisman's sitting there chilling at his crib and and then he gets the pick in the third quarter and i mean there is no better statement this guy knows he's a dog he's yeah. been a dog since he was at jsu and now he's got the chance to show it at the at the highest level of college football so really excited to see what Dion and the buffs can do uh other games in college football that we're looking forward to or or that we saw clemson top 10 getting beat down by duke 
that was a huge upset biggest win in duke football program history big shout out to the blue devils there but chris it's game week man we have the raiders this week and and i wanted to talk about this before we get into the game the broncos power rankings i was looking over some of the the other sports sites and you know where did they have the broncos ranked in their their Mm. pre-week one power rankings and here's what i found the athletic had the broncos ranked 23rd in their power rankings nfl.com had them ranked 20th and 33rd team had them ranked 19th so pretty consistent placing for the broncos uh Mm -hmm. other afc west teams the athletic had the raiders at 29 the chargers at ninth the chiefs at first nfl.com had the raiders at 27 the chargers at 12 kc at one and the 33rd team had the raiders at 27 chargers at nine kc at one so pretty consistent ranking among all the afc west teams do you think that this is the right spot for to have the broncos in these power rankings right now do you think they've done enough in the in the off season to maybe get a little bit higher or do you think that this is pretty on par with where they're at right now yeah i would say that's pretty on par right now you have to go based off of what they did last year coming into the season overall looking at everybody you know everybody gets pickups in the nfl you know um that's something that you know everybody gets to get money in the free agency yeah (laughs) that's just how it is the name of the game but uh i just see that until they can come out and prove that they're they're willing to take that that the second or first uh spot in the division then that's how you're going to get ranked up higher yeah. and you see that's probably why they have the chargers and the chiefs up in the top 10 yeah you know those two teams made the playoffs last year so it's gonna um i think all they gotta do is get in that top 14 yeah. top 16 range man yep. you got a little spot so um they, they it's not it's, it shouldn't be that hard to be able to move up five or six spots man and be able to get in the game get in the playoffs yeah well the uh espn power index as well which is the uh the metric that espn uses to kind of project how teams are going to perform throughout the season they have the broncos sitting at about 8.4 wins with an overall record of eight and nine i think that that's that's Mm -hmm. i I think that's fair i I think it's fair for Mm -hmm. right now for uh you know without seeing really any game action this season hopefully that'll change but we'll definitely keep an eye on that going forward but Chris it is game week and and it's only Tuesday and we already have drama uh with the Las Vegas Raiders uh Chandler Jones was locked out of the facility had to call you know had to to text another coach to get the head coach's number and the GM posting all sorts of stuff on his Instagram page about how he doesn't want to play for this type of organization do you think that this drama already early in the week is just going to fuel that fire for this rivalry game? Man, I that's a lot of issues right there. You know, <laughs> a guy like Chandler Jones, a well-established, you know, vet. Yeah. You know, he has a great resume. So um, that's good for us. You know, they got some issues going over there. Hopefully that'll uh, buy us some time and uh, uh, have more time in the pocket. Yeah. So hopefully that works out for our and then uh and he done play so uh that's definitely um shocking because you wouldn't expect a guy like Chandler Jones not to be you know in the building he's a guy that usually does the right thing 
Yeah, I, I mean, over 100 and 140 career sacks in the NFL. He was their sack. Uh, I mean, he was their big free agent pickup last year, and and now can't even get into the building to work out. This this is a rough scene. Man. But this what this tells me is, you know what? This is just something else. Sean Payton is just foaming at the mouth with his game plan. And Chris, as we head into week one, I want to put you in the coach's shoes. So you are essentially going to be Sean Payton for this segment. And I want to know, coach, going into week one, you're playing the Raiders. This is a defense that that has a lot of holes, but they still have some big hitters. Max Crosby, rookie Tyree Wilson, uh, you know, Marcus Peters, they got him in the secondary, but he's he's a vet. You know, he's a guy that just got to the team. So, coach, I, I want to know, what's your offensive game plan going into week one? What, what are you looking at uh, yeah. against this Raiders defense to succeed? Oh, man, uh, versus the Raiders, we definitely need to come in, run the football, have nice balance, you know, create a nice balance with the play action uh, and be able to stretch the field. Uh, we're down a couple of receivers, so we're going to use our tight ends a lot more, uh, use the running backs out the backfield a little bit more, um, try to pick our pick and choose when we can take shots with uh, Cortland uh, because we got to slow down their pass rush. That's one thing that they have is a they have a, a solid pass rush. So being able to um, wear out Crosby because, you know, he's a game wrecker. So yeah. we got to know where he's at at all times, understanding uh, what the protection is with him. Um understand when he's going to be one-on-one -on -one as a quarterback with Russell to be able to get the ball out of my hands sometimes faster. Uh, know where Peters is. He's going to take some gambles. Uh, definitely try to double move him, uh, see if I can steal a, a, a cheap shot, you know, uh, over there on him. And uh, and the other guys in the secondary, we really uh, don't know what they have yet. So yeah. it's going to be a great matchup, uh, but I, I still think we have the advantage. And um, I see us using our tight ends a lot and being able to um, use the play action along with the run game. Now, Coach, uh, you talked about being thin on receivers. Jerry Judy is still questionable to play week one. It doesn't sound like he's going to play in week one. Does this mean that rookie receiver Marvin Mims uh, is going to get a little more, uh, a little more look on the, on the offensive game plan? Oh, yeah, he definitely should get a lot of looks, you know. Uh, we've seen the preseason. We could take it up, take it, take deep shots and him being able to come down with the ball. Uh, hopefully we can give him some more shots like that, um, give him some more end of rounds, uh, quick little play screens, things like that to get him involved in the offense early and um, get the rookie going because uh, we got to get him in the go. We got to get him in the flow. We got to get his confidence and his connection going with Russell because we're going to need him as the season going on, goes on as a, as you know, as a number two guy right now until Judy yeah. gets back. Now, coach on the flip side, this Raiders offense looks drastically different from years prior. Jimmy G is now the quarterback in there. Uh, Josh Jacobs resigns with the team. So he's back. The Bronco killer uh, is what he's garnered. You've lost six straight games against this team. It's the longest streak against this team uh, in, in team history for the Broncos. How are you looking at, from the defensive side of the ball to stop, not only stop Josh Jacobs, but essentially halt this, this losing streak altogether on the yeah. defensive side? Uh, offensively, the Raiders, you know, it starts with the run game for them. 
You know, they want to get Josh Jacobs the ball. He's been a guy over the six-game winning streak. He's killed us, you know, averaging over 100 yards per game versus. So he's a guy that um, we have to be able to shut down. Um, no big explosive runs. Great tackling. Yeah. You know, a lot of the times versus him, it's not that he's just um, outrunning us and just the holes are perfect. Yeah. He's breaking tackles. We're missing yeah. tackles. So it's a lot of self-inflicted wounds. So we have to be great tackling this week. Um, of course, we got to be able to stop Adams. He made big plays on us last year uh, and our loss to him in Denver. You know, um, uh, he's definitely a guy that Garoppolo is going to be looking for. Um, I, I think Garoppolo is better than Carr. You know, yeah. he's a guy that's um, had more winning success. Um, he's been able to uh, make big throws in big games. And I just think he's a better offensive player. So uh, I think it's going to be a tough game on, uh, going against their offense, going against a smarter quarterback. But I think we're just uh, – I like our matchup with Sertan versus uh, Adams. And I think we're better uh, run defensively uh, with the pickups that we've added and being able to stop the run. Completely agree there, Coach. Fantastic insight from Coach Chris Harris Jr. Uh, now, Chris – we didn't do this when we did our initial, you know, look at the Broncos uh, schedule. And this is something that, you know, ev every show needs to do this because I feel like it's a, it's a fun activity. You know, we get, we get to look at every game and, and kind of talk and, and think about realistically, what is the Broncos record going to look like at the end of the season? Mm -hmm. So we're going to go week by week. We're going to just predict our wins. You can give us, we can give a small explanation uh, you know, on each game, but predict our wins, predict our losses. And then at the end, we'll tally them up and uh, we'll see what our records are. But Chris, we're going to start, of course, with week one against the Raiders. What do you think? Do you think that this is a win for the Denver Broncos? Or do you think that this is loss number seven to the, to the Raiders? I think we end the straight. I think we start out one and over versus the Raiders. Uh, come out hot um, love it they can't let the they can't lose to the raiders they can't so Not i think now. this is like a do or die like you can't lose this game so no this is a gotta have it game so i i expect us to win this one yeah i i also have this one uh labeled as a dub for the broncos week two washington the commanders come to denver what do you think about this one yeah uh, this is going to be a tough game, man. Um, anytime you face uh, a, a team in the NFC North or NFC East, you haven't really faced them too many times. So um, you, these games are kind of always like a 50-50 games. But they got to come to Denver, a long flight. So I'm going to go with uh, Broncos starting out 2-0. I'm also going to start the Broncos off at 2-0. I think the receiving core for the, the commanders is great. The front seven for the commanders is great. Secondary, they got some players, but it's not, you know, it's not as great as you would think. And uh, Sam Howell, this is going to be his first year starting uh, as the starting quarterback for the commanders. So um, I expect Sean Payton to come with a good game plan there. Uh, Broncos 2-0. Week three at Miami. This one is a tough one. Yes. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Miami on this one. Going on the road. Um it's not bad starting out two and one, uh, but I just think it's a tough matchup going against uh, the Dolphins on the road. Um, it's gonna be a, that's gonna be a tough matchup. So uh, I see them going two and one right there. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be yeah. a nasty game. It's gonna be humid. 
It's going to be disgusting. Uh, and, and the Dolphins defense, I feel like the Dolphins defense is going to be so for real this year. So I also right. had that one as a loss week four at Chicago. What do you think? I got the Broncos winning this game and starting out uh, three and one. Um, in the NFL, you break up the seasons in quarters. Yeah. You know, and now they add an extra game. So now you got to add an extra game. In it. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of how it goes. So I would expect them to come out three and one. That's a great first quarter. The second quarter is where I'm, we'll go through the games. That's yeah. where I'm kind of, it's going to be tough for them. This one's going to be tough. So week five, yeah. Jets in Denver. Jets in Denver, that's going to be a tough game. I'm going to have to go, whoo. Yeah, I know. I'm about to go with the Jets on that one. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think their de- their defense as well, their defense is going to be pretty scary. Um, you know, so I really I'll- don't know what the Jets are going to look like either, you know. I, that's hard too because yeah. it, Aaron Rodgers could come out and just absolutely blow away the league. Like it, it, it could be yeah. not even fun to to face this team it could be really scary because i feel like in green bay he had like there were times where he had a really great defense and then the offense was just mid and then a really great offense but then the defense would let him down and so Mm -hmm. i feel like now he kind of has a good blend he's got all the weapons that he could ask for uh the offensive line eh, probably some question marks but man that defense is scary on paper so I, I too gave the, the Broncos the L on this mm-hmm. one. Week six at Kansas City. Yeesh. Yeah, I'm going to have to get an L to uh, week uh, six to Kansas City. Yeah. It's always tough to go there and win um, until, we, until we beat them, man. Uh, it's hard, to, always, it's hard to, to pick the Broncos to beat the Chiefs, man. They got a long streak on us right now. Yeah. Until we knock them off, man, it's going to be always hard to pick them. Yeah, that, I mean, that second game last year was close, but it, it just – they still had to come back from down 21. So yeah. what does that say? That's right. I mean, it, you don't – there's not a lot of games where you see Patrick Mahomes throw two or more interceptions. And, you know, the Broncos doing that last year was absolutely insane. Hopefully they can recreate it this year, but the offense has to be better. And, and you're right, until they win – uh, you know, that's got to be a loss. Uh, week seven, Green Bay in Denver. What do you think? Oh, we got to win that game. That's a, that's one of the games when you look at the schedule and you're like, we got to have this game. Yeah. So, yeah. um, we'll see how Jordan Love looks. Um, you know, the the jury's still out on him, so we don't know yeah. what he's gonna how he's gonna be, but uh, we got a pencil in a W that game. Yeah. Uh, week eight, Kansas City in Denver. See, this is the tough stretch right here. Yeah. They got to figure out a way to get 50, to win uh, two games in the second quarter. Yeah. Right? To come out two and two. Um, this is the game, I would say they have to steal this game. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think they're going to beat Kansas City, but I'm going to give them this game, right? Here. See, you and I were on the same page. I did not want to give them this win, but I feel like once Sean Payton gets a, a, an idea of what Kansas City is running, especially against his offense. I feel like that will give him a better chance to game plan for the next one. And it's only two weeks after that. So I am going to pencil that one in as a win. It might be controversial, but 
Chris, you and I are on the same page. So hopefully Chris Jones isn't back yet. <laughs> he said he said we might at, be able to win both those games. He said at know? least until week eight. So let's hope yeah. that it's at least until week eight. Two um, games without Chris Jones. Yeah, two games without Chris Jones. <laughs> that's probably your best opportunity to win football games. Um, yeah. Week nine is a bye. Week ten at Buffalo after the bye week in Buffalo. Uh, I believe yeah. this game is in late October, or early November. One of those two. It's going to be cold. What do you think? I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with Buffalo. Yeah. I, I can't remember the last time we went there and won. Yeah. Uh, they always find a way to cheat for us. You know, <laughs> cheat against Von will be back that game. To Buffalo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, calling late hit penalties and things like that, you know. Unsportsmanlike so it's be, <laughs> Yeah. You know. So it's going to be tough to win in Buffalo, so I'm going to have to go with uh, the Bills on that one. That's that's. I also yeah. took the Bills on that one. Uh, I just don't know how they're going to come out after a bye. I'm, I'm sure Sean Payton – Sean Payton's been pretty good after the bye historically, but I think that this is one of those games where the elements, uh, the – you know, Buffalo is going to be getting in a groove. They're going to be getting some guys back around that time. So it's really tough to to see the Broncos pulling that one out. Uh, week 11, right. Minnesota at Denver. This is a game I'm really looking forward to. Right. This stretch, I think this is like the stretch. After the bye, though, they have like a nice little stretch after the Bills yeah. to where they can go on a little run. So yeah, I would say um, this is our chance right here, uh, Minnesota, to start that start that little streak right here. Yeah. Got to hit Kirk. You, you got to hit Kirk as much as you can. And, and I think, you know, Justin Jefferson versus Jefferson. Pat Chetan, that's going to be a matchup. That's going to be a matchup. Yeah, gonna be I can't wait to matchup. watch that. Um, yeah. Week 12, this one threw me. This one, this one might catch me some fire. But, Chris, I want to know. Week 12, Cleveland in Denver. What do you think? I'm going to go with Denver. I'm going to okay. go with Denver versus Cleveland. I think um, – it really depends on how good we are uh, running and run defense. Yeah. Um, you know, once we get to this point in the season, we'll be able to know. You know, if we we can stop the run. If we can't stop the run, then uh, of course the Browns are going to win because it starts with Chubb. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I just think that um, just playing against the Browns last year, I think definitely the Broncos can beat those guys at home, and I'm not too impressed with their overall team. So I would go with uh, the Broncos winning that game. This feels like a this feels like a trap game for me. This feels like a trap game because <laughs> I, I feel like this is going to be one of those games where w we might see Miles Garrett just take over and and yep. go off. And that Cleveland defense on paper, the Cleveland defense is is pretty good. They they got some dudes. Um, you know, Russ going at Denzel Ward. Uh, I I probably take that win, but. Uh, by this point in the season, you're probably going to have an injury or two on the offensive line. We might see some guys recycled in. Um, who knows how how good the receiving room is going to look? So uh, I took Cleveland on this one. I feel like that's just that's one of those games where maybe Russ doesn't play as well as he should, or or the defense or the uh, offensive line doesn't hold up, and then of course the run. That's where it all yeah. starts, and and that's just one of those games where Nick Chubb can go off and and really deflate right. a whole team. So uh, I took yeah. the Browns on that one. Week 13 at Houston. Now this could be a trap game. Mm -hmm. uh, going on the road, playing a rookie quarterback. Yep. 
you know, and uh, he's pretty good. So it's going to be a tough game. Uh, I think overall Broncos should be able to go to Houston and win this game. So yeah. this is the kind of streak right here that I got right here, the little three-game winning streak. I like it. I like it. Uh, week 14 um, at the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers and the Broncos usually split, so I'm gonna yeah. have them split this uh, this season. And uh, I'll say, let's say this game. I'll say I'll give this one to the Chargers. Okay, got you. I gave the Broncos this win. They, you know, mm-hmm. the game, the game, they split normally. They split, so it's either or. You can just take your pick of which one yeah. they're gonna win or lose. Um, week 15 at Detroit. This might be a fun one. Oh, man, I got Detroit right here, man. Oh. I think it's going to be tough to go to Detroit and that turf, man. And I think Jared Goff is going to have a good season. I think yeah. they're, I think Detroit's a sleeper team. So I, agree. Uh, I think uh, they might be hot around this time, um, yeah. uh, especially. So this would be one of the tough losses in the um, at the back end of the season. Yeah, I do have the Broncos winning this game, but I feel like it is going to be close. It's going to be close. It's going to be close enough. Uh, I, I really love Detroit. Oh, yeah. I, I second everything that you said. I think their offensive coordinator is probably one of the, the best creative minds in the league. Jared Goff works really well in that system. And don't sleep on Jameer Gibbs. That that dude's going to be a yeah. weapon on that offense. Um, week 16, right. New England, they're coming to Denver. Who knows what this New England team's going to look like, but the defense is probably going to be scary, Chris. I'm I'm thinking Broncos are gonna definitely uh win this yeah. game. It's uh Mac Jones. I'm still not I think the jury's still out on him too. Yeah. Uh he had a solid rookie year, but last year he was uh not very consistent. So I, I, I think Denver should be able to handle New England. Uh there's no really immediate threats at receivers that, you know, Sertan's no. gonna be worried about that game. So I, I think uh Denver wins that game. Agreed. Uh week seventeen. Los Angeles Chargers, they're coming to Denver. Is this your uh, is this your split win? There we go. That's uh, we'll win this game. They got to come to Denver. We'll split and uh, be able to get a win at home versus Chargers. I like it. All right, and finally, Week 18 at Las Vegas. Now this is going to be a huge game because uh, this is going to have a lot of playoff. Um, privileges in it you know being able to see if um, they're going to be able to get that last spot so uh if we're going to set predict broncos making the playoffs they got to win this game right here all right i like and, it and the end of the year with a three-game winning streak all right so that means chris we had the same record for the broncos i had 11 and 6 you have 11 and 6 you heard it, you heard it here first chris harris jr and Patrick Coyote both think that the Broncos are going to win 11 games in 2023. I think it's reasonable. I think it's realistic. I yeah, don't 10 think it's and seven. Yeah. 10 and seven, nine and eight, 11 and six. I think it's around that range right in, there. Anywhere eight, between, eight to 11 games. Yeah. Anywhere between eight to 11 games. I feel like yeah. that's, that's a pretty good, it's, it's a wide range. Really. That's a four game range, but it's still like, it could end up being in any one of those. And that's, what's so crazy is, once we see this team play once or twice, I feel like we'll get a better feeling. Um, but I think for right now, looking at the weapons on paper, even with the, the small receiving room and, and the weapons that they have, I think that between eight and 11 wins is, is a reasonable prediction. So 
Let us know what your predictions are for the Denver Broncos 2023 season as we head into week one. Again, the Broncos play the Las Vegas Raiders in Denver on Sunday, kickoff at 125 Pacific time. And Chris, now it is time for the no-fly zone, my favorite part of this show. And I asked you this question earlier in the show, and, and I wanted you to, to think about this. So here we go. Your most embarrassing moment for you as a professional football player. Man, I would say n- nothing gets more embarrassing than it be for a touchdown. So I would say. <laughs> All right, who was it? Uh, getting beat for a touchdown. There's nothing more embarrassing than that. I would say probably, uh, you know, probably most embarrassing moment. Probably, uh, let me try to think. Who was the worst one that ever scored on it? I don't I can't think of Denver, but, uh, you know, probably getting beat, having a bad game, you know, that's pretty yeah. embarrassing. I know, I remember at one point uh, we are playing a Monday night game, I think, mm-hmm. and it, traffic was crazy. Oh, no. I think I made it to the game like 15 minutes before we were about to kick off. You know, no. I had to get warmed up fast. You know, luckily that I wasn't the only one that was late, you know, because of traffic. So, But that was pretty embarrassing, you know, to pop up like 15 minutes for a game, and, <laughs> you know. You gotta go out there and cover and be ready to play, man. That sounds like that sounds a lot like uh what happens in semi pro football. Just, you got a game time at, at you know, one fifteen, you got guys rolling into the parking lot at one o'clock, smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer, they gotta go play yeah. a football game. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, all right, man. It you know, you lived in Colorado for a long time with your family and um, you know, Colorado's probably one of the most beautiful places in this country to live and um, you know, I think a lot of us, if, if we've lived in Denver, we visited Denver, we know that it is an outdoorsy place. There's so much to do outside. Uh, I want to know what was your favorite outdoor mm-hmm. activity, uh, in, in Colorado? Man, uh, probably the best outdoor activity. I would probably say, uh, going to, we're going to Vail, hanging up up there. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was pretty fun. Um, Going to uh, wife of love going to Red Rocks, you know, oh, going yeah. up there, yeah, walking the dogs, running, working out. So she loved always going up there. Those was probably some uh, fun. I'm not too outdoorsy, so yeah. Uh, Did you ever run the stairs? The cold, so oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. I ran the stairs. Before. You got to do that at least once. You yeah, know? You, you go you to Colorado. To. You got to go run the stairs at least once. <laughs> I always wanted to go to like a cool concert out there. Yeah. You know, I always thought that'd be very cool. Go to Red Rocks at night, you mm-hmm. know, going to a cool concert out there. Uh, so I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, other than that, man, I would probably say uh, Vail. Um, uh, Vail or Red Rocks for sure. Yeah. Vail is beautiful. I mean, any of those mountain yeah. towns, you're going to find so much stuff to do. Uh, and it's just, it's yeah. just gorgeous up there. So. Uh, that is going to do it for our episode. Uh, make sure that you're following us on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr. at Patrick Chiodi at Believe Network. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And uh, Chris, you know, I, I got to mention this. I can't finish this show without mentioning this, but the Vitanzi Invitational uh, flag football game was this last weekend. I wasn't able to attend, yes. but I heard that uh, your former teammate Cody Latimer made an appearance uh, and he gave quarterback Mario Vitanzi all sorts of fits. 
uh, you know, I think got two pick sixes, <laughs> something like that. So uh, Cody Latimer is back. Mario Vitanzi stock is down. Don't pick him up in your fantasy football <laughs> leagues and Broncos country until next time. Let's ride. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.